0: Get it in there. You can't with a shot blocker like Ewing take so much time. Gordy to Black. The time 18. Shot. Jordan. Michael Jordan. 14 seconds. Look for, look for Sleepy Floyd. Look, oh, he threw it to the wrong man. He threw it to Worthy. It's over. It's over. He's fouled. All right. Welcome to the second episode of the Royalty Podcast. I am Reese Helms. Joining me is Drew Buffalo. We've got a great show planned for you today. We are ranking the 10 greatest Tar Heel basketball players of all time. Um, Before we get started, I'd like to apologize for the long delay between episodes. When we started this podcast, our goal was to have an episode out every week, but it's been two weeks now since we've recorded one. Um, it's, It's summertime, so Drew and I are on very different schedules. Drew's actually been on vacation this last week, so playing lots of golf, I assume. Um, Drew, how was your vacation?
1: Uh, vacation was great. Uh, went down to the beach, got some golf in, got some some family time, and uh, so yeah, I was definitely, definitely enjoyed it. All
0: right, well, let's go ahead and get started. Before making this list, I kind of wanted to prioritize, including the old-timers, people who played in the 1940s, people in the 1950s, because... We kind of often ignore those people or don't even know who they are. I mean, if you look back and watch highlights from the 1940s and 50s, it's almost a different sport. There's no shot clock. There's no three-point line. It's It doesn't even feel like basketball hardly. If you watch today's NBA, it's the opposite of that or college basketball. But my 10th greatest player is uh, George Glamick. Glamick? I couldn't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I searched it on Google. Yeah, I've heard both the Could not find a pronunciation, but anyways, he played in 1940, 1941, he was a uh, two-time Helms Foundation Player of the Year, so my family gave him that award. My (laughs) interest but, but what, interesting fact about him, his nickname was the Blind Bomber, apparently his eyesight was very bad, he could not see very good, which I don't know how he was so good, but, I guess he had some good contact lenses, I'm not sure what was going on, but, uh, (laughs) He he was a giant back then. He was six foot seven, and players back then just weren't really that tall. And he was, just, and he's one of the eight players to have his jersey retired from Carolina. So I'm not sure what else you could ask for to be included in the list. So I think he deserves to be on here, um, Drew. Who do you have ranked tenth? Uh,
1: well, that's interesting that you say that you uh, are adding Glamark in in there because for me, I actually decided I wasn't going to add them in there uh, just for for reasons that I just felt like is a different sport, which you already said. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. he's a great player, but I'm leaving him off the list, actually. But I'm going to Ty Lawson is my number 10. Maybe a little bit of recency bias, but I felt like I had to have someone on there like Lawson. Uh, ACC Player of the Year and Wood, uh, Bob Cucuzzi Award uh, winner in 2008-09 and really was the engine of that team uh, that just trounced through the NCAA tournament. So I, I went uh, Ty Lawson, so you went really old. I went pretty recent.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Ty Lawson's peak is just as good as anybody's. Like that 2009, 2008 year, he was. I think he was the best point guard in the country both years. Maybe Derrick Rose, you could argue, was better in 2008. Ty Lawson's career, he was just as good as anybody. Um, he's not actually one of my favorite point guards to watch other than Kendall Marshall. Ty Lawson, the way he got up and down the court was fun to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Alright, well for me number nine I have another old timer, um, Billy Cunningham. He was played in the nineteen sixties, nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty five. Um I guess it's only three years, so he must have I don't know if players went pro back then or if he just I guess last one well, actually back then the freshman didn't play on the park. He probably played J V. Yeah. He probably played J V and then for went a year. up the four years, so that makes sense. But anyways he his nickname was the kangaroo kid. So I've got Two great nicknames so far for my players. Kangaroo Kid and the Blind <laughs> Bomber. So, but anyways, I don't think Carolina won a lot in that era. If you look back, you can understand why they didn't win. They had, that was even the John Wooden era. John Wooden won back-to-back titles while Cunningham was that playing for North Carolina. And then, the year after he left, you want know to guess he won the championship the year after he left?
1: Um, year after he left, uh, la, la, la,
0: la. Which yeah. would be 1966. Uh, was it was it NC State? It was Texas Western.
1: Oh, Texas the, Western.
0: The, the Glory Road movie. Yeah. But yeah, they won yeah. the year after he left. Um, Cunningham, he, he scored over 1,700 points in his career, 24 points per game. Yeah, he he, and he played 69 varsity games and in 60 of them he had a double-double. And he he still holds his North Carolina record for most points in the second game which is 48. And rebounding, but he had 27 rebounds in one game. So I think I think he belongs on the top 10 list. Drew, who is number 9 for you?
1: Um, coming in at number 9 for me, I have Sean May. So another newer guy. Um, really mainly for his, his run for the 05 National Championship where he really played unbelievable down the stretch there. Um, he scored 26 points in the National Championship game and only missed one shot. And... A lot of people don't realize but that Illinois team might have been better than North Carolina that year. Like that Illinois team yes, was yes, unbelievable. And uh so just an unbelievable performance by that North Carolina team to win. So I'm I'm putting Sean May nine. You know, he's he's got enough awards where he's an all American oh four oh five. Um he he was the final four most outstanding player. So I'm I'm putting him in my number nine spot. Correct
0: me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Illinois team only lost one game all year until the championship game. I think they lost two games the whole it,
1: season. Maybe maybe two. But uh, North Carolina played Illinois either the year before or that year. I they played Illinois the year before and, and uh I believe beat them the year before, but yeah, they didn't lose very much.
0: Yeah, I wanted to include Sean May. I think like I like I said for Lawson, his peak was just as good as anybody's, but he really only had one great year, which I for a top ten hypothetical top ten list like this, there's different ways you can judge your players over a three- or four-year span or just one-year span. Like, I think Bryce Johnson's senior year is just as good as anybody's. Like, you can compare him to Tyler Hansgrove if you want to. I mean, his senior year was as good as anybody. But his freshman yeah. year, early in his career, wasn't as great.
1: Yeah, okay, number that's eight. definitely true.
0: Yeah, number eight for me, I'm coming in a little bit more recent here, it's still old school, but a little bit more recent, Sam Perkins played 1980-1984. He was always kind of the forgotten guy at Carolina because he played with Michael Jordan, played with James Worthy. He was never the best player on his team, but he did a lot for Carolina. He is Carolina's third all-time leading scorer with 2,145 points. And he's number two in rebounding. So got a lot of rebounds. And I've been giving nicknames to all my players. So number eight, Big Smooth was his nickname, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Perkins. Um, He was a big part of the championship team in 1982, and people forget about him. People kind of underestimate him, but he was—I think he's one of the ten greatest players to play for Carolina. I like it. All right, so who's number eight for you?
1: So for my number eight, I actually have the Kangaroo Kid, Billy Cunningham, as my number eight. Okay. So Billy Cunningham really is the first great player in the Dean Smith era. He was actually recruited by. it wasn't recruited by Dean, but he still came and played uh, for Dean. Um, he leads – he's the all-time North Carolina per-game rebounding leader at 15.4. And like you said, he had a game of like 27 rebounds. And he's second all-time in scoring average at 24.8. I'm really putting him on the list because he was the kind of the first the first uh, Dean guy that was great. Yeah. Uh, as you said, his teams weren't that great, but he kind of set the foundation – to, to where his teams could be good coming up, like, a couple years after he left.
0: Yeah, okay. Number seven for me, another old-school guy, Charlie Scott. He was – he had the impact off the court as well, as he was the first um, African-American scholarship athlete in Carolina. And it's not just that what makes him special, but he was great on the court as well. He averaged 27 points per game and eight rebounds his senior year. And he played three years at Carolina. Um, over a three-year span, 22 points per game, seven rebounds. He, he's he just met. He changed the program. He changed, helped change college basketball to where early in the 60s and 50s it was all white players. And when Charlie Scott came along, he he helped change that. So he did a lot, not only for Carolina but for college basketball in general.
1: All right. So um, my number seven guy is Sam Perkins. As you've already you've already listed him. I think you just had him at eight. Um, you know part of the best team in North Carolina history possibly um, he was a three time All-American just a really solid player he might not have ever been the best player on any of his teams which is absolutely amazing when you think about it but just a great player I mean he did play with James Worthy and Michael Jordan so that, that's going to generally make it tough to be the best player on your team but average 15 points per game and almost nine rebounds a game, so he's, he's my number seven.
0: Another thing about Perkins, he was Carolina's all-time rebounder until Tyler Hansborough came along. Like, he held that record for a good 20 years almost.
1: Yeah, that which is very impressive with the big men that come through North Carolina.
0: All right, for number six, for me, I've got a, another old-school player, um, Lenny Rosenbluth. He is responsible for the 1957 puppy. <laughs> uh, he, he was... Well, when people rank the... The greatest teams in North Carolina, which we will be doing in, the, in next week's episode. We are ranking the five greatest teams in North Carolina. But anyways, um, Lenny, he was on that team that went undefeated. They went 32-0 and throughout the season. And, Drew, you want to take a guess at who they beat in the championship team? Kansas. Wilt Chamberlain. Kansas, yep. Wilt Chamberlain, yep. You've done your research or you already know that they played them. Yes, sir. But uh, his career scoring, he scored 26 points for 27 points per game, which is easily number one. And he was fourth in rebounding average at 10 a game. So he was a great player. A lot of people probably have him higher than I do. But I just I think there's a lot of more recent players who I think meant more to Carolina. And not meant more, but like I feel like they were the better players. It's hard to judge. Old timers and new timers. A lot of people like to argue if they play now, they want to be as good. They're like, oh, if they play college basketball now, there's no way they could guard De'Aaron Fox. They couldn't stay in front of him. Well, there's a lot of players in college basketball today that can't stay in front of De'Aaron Fox. I mean, there's a lot of players you yeah. can't. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to compare, but I think Rosenbuck is at least top six, top five. I have him at number six. So who do you have at number six?
1: Um, I'm going Lenny Rosenbluth too. Really, a lot of what you said because, you know, it's it's so it's almost impossible to compare errors. And he was such a great player. You know, obviously brought the the first NCAA tournament championship to the second uh, national championship for North Carolina, the first NCAA tournament championship for North Carolina. Um, he was you know, consistent All-American in 56-57. He was the Helms Foundation player of the year in 56-57. So, your family oh, yeah. again.
0: <laughs> um,
1: But, you know, it just, for him a lot, I mean, he, he was a great player and really, I, I was trying to go away from the guys from like pre-60, but to me, if you beat Wilk Chamberlain in a national in championship game in triple overtime, I just think you, you deserve a list. And, you know, he could easily slide into my top five, but I it's really tough here, but I, I got him
0: at six. A lot of people like to say he uh, got the first championship for North Carolina, but they often ignore the Nike championship. Yep. Can't do that. <laughs> All right, well, for, now we're getting to the point where I think if you rank the top ten players in North Carolina, these five players are in your top five. You can put it in any order you want to, but these are the top five, and for me, my number five is James Worthy. Um, <clears throat> I higher hire Actually, I actually had him hired last night, and then I kind of talked myself out of it. But, anyways, he's number five for me. Big Game James is a nickname. Um, I didn't give nicknames Game to Charlie Scott and Rosenblatt because I didn't have any or I didn't see any for, on the Internet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> James, James Worthy was Michael Jordan. Everybody remembers Michael Jordan's shot in that 1982 championship game. But James Worthy was the MVP, most outstanding player of that Final Four run. Best player on the team. In chance game, he had 28 points, 13 and 17 shooting. He was um, led North Carolina to their second championship, and they went about 30 years to that one, so that was a big one for North Carolina. But um, most authentic player in the Final Four, I mean, which a lot of people consider the 1982 championship team to be the best team in North Carolina history, so um, I think that speaks for itself. And if, you, if, and if you're ever the best player on team with Michael Jordan being on team, I think you're pretty good. So, Yeah. Yeah, generally
1: pretty good if that happens.
0: And um, another plug-in for who they played in the championship game, they played Patrick Ewing in Georgetown in the championship game, and they played Akeem Olajuwon in Houston in the Final Four. So they played against some pretty stacked teams as well. So they earned, it, they earned that championship, and one of the best teams to ever play for North Carolina.
1: All right, so my number five is going to be Antoine Jameson. Really a great player and I, I you know, I can see where you could put him ahead of worthy and stuff, but just I think he's part of one of the best teams to not win a title at North Carolina. With him events, it's it's almost I mean, I was like two years old, three years old when it happened, so I, I can't even imagine what how I would respond to this team not winning the title, but also seems like such a fun team to watch. But just as a player, uh, you know, he basically won every Player of the Year award there was in '97, '98 National Player of the Year award. Um, pretty, pretty much, a, obviously a great player. He uh, for his career he averaged, um, sorry, he averaged. I'm losing my number. <laughs> uh, I had it just a second ago, but he averaged 19 points it. per game. at and in his, his, you know, the year he won, he had 22 points per game. He averaged almost 10 rebounds a game. So, really great player. And the, the, you always hear the stories of the, obviously, I wasn't alive. or I was alive, but I was too young. But the Duke game where he scored, like, all these points and barely had the ball for a minute. So, he was just so effective very quickly. And, you know, he wasn't even the biggest recruit out of that class. He, Vince Carter was in that class, and Vince probably went on to have a little bit of a better NBA career, but as far as North Carolina, he's clearly the best player on that team.
0: Yeah, he was number four for me. I talked myself into putting him above James Worthy. I feel like he was a better... I feel feel like you put Jameson up against anybody. I mean, his peak, is as good as anybody. He's put him up against Hansborough. put him up against Sean May, anybody. I feel like he's just as good as anybody. Um, National player of the year in 1998. Three-time All-American. I mean... There's a lot of awards. I can keep. He won a lot of awards, so I'm not going to sit here and list all of them. But he was a pretty, pretty good player, to say the least. Um, and like you said, like in that recruiting class, Vince Carter was the number one recruit from that class. But Vince Carter was, had a great college career too. But Antoine Jameson was the best player on the team. And that 1998 team was yeah. That, that 1998 is probably the best team that didn't win a championship. Um, didn't. They, remember who they beat and who they lost to in the Final Four that year? He's actually an NFL player, known for being an NFL player. I, I can't, I don't know. Tony Gonzalez, tight end. Tony Gonzalez. So we had yeah, Peppers, I they he had, had... He did play South but I'm pretty sure he did play for Utah.
1: Was that, was that uh, Peppers year too? Did, was, it, was Peppers and Gonzalez on the same
0: team? I, that might have been... I can't tell you because, like you said, I was I was like three years old when this team was playing. <laughs> but I, my dad loves Anton Jameson. He You would make Jameson above anybody almost besides Hansborough. But I think he's a little bit of a homer. Because Jameson played, I think he played Providence High School near Charlotte. And my <clears> dad go see him, went to go see him play in high school. So that's a funny story. He saw Jamison play, and he said, I don't think he's going to be that good. Like I think Vince Carter is going to have to carry this team, and I'm glad he was glad he was. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, uh, all right. Jamison, so Jameson's also part of the elite club for Carolina players. There's only four players who have done this: it's Antoine Jameson, Phil Ford, Michael Jordan, and Tyler Hansbro. People who have won the Wooden Awards and also have had their jerseys retire. So I think, I'm pretty sure that stat alone helps his case to be a top five player. Yep.
1: I agree.
0: Alright, um, so number three. Number three for me is gonna might have some controversy. But I have Michael Jordan at number three.
1: Michael Jordan um, at three.
0: Wow. At Jordan at three. Did three, I give three. my four? You, I thought you didn't give me four, did you?
1: No.
0: I, skipped, I you did. I skipped okay, number four. Go ahead and give your number four.
1: You're too eager, too eager to drop that bomb on us. Okay. At number four, number four, I have James Worthy. Uh, you know, he's the National Player of the Year. He scored 28 points in the uh, 1982 National Championship game against uh, Patrick Ewing. Um, he was the most outstanding player in that Final Four. Um, you know, was part of possibly the greatest team in North Carolina history, in my opinion, probably the best team ever um, in '82. Just uh, so, yeah. Well, You pretty much already talked talk about Worthy. We can go three where you're dropping bombs. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, Michael Jordan, that, unless you're a diehard UNC fan, I mean, because people hear Michael Jordan, yeah, I'm not to put him at number one because he's the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, I'm, I'm a LeBron James fan, and I can even admit that Jordan is the greatest player of all time. But Jordan was, in college, in freshman year, he wasn't the best player on the team. He had the game-winning shot, but... James Worthy was the leader of that team. He did have a back to back game though. He had 16 points, including that game winner. But uh, he won a lot of awards at Carolina. Like, I'm not going to sit here and list all of them. He was a two-time National Player of the Year, so I feel like that itself probably deserves him to be number one or number two. But for me, he's number three. I feel like, I'm going to say it, I feel like Phil Ford was better. He had more of an impact on North Carolina than Jordan did. So, spoiler alert, that's my number two. Number three, Drew. I assume you
1: have Phil Ford. Number three. I actually do have Phil Ford. Um, and honestly, you can rank these three. You can almost rank the last five or six any way you want them to. So you know, it. it you know, I can see where you go, MJ, there. But yeah, I have Phil Ford at three. He's a national player of the year, two time, first time All American. He lost in 1977, the 1977 national championship game against Marquette. Um, he had another team that went to. The Elite Eight, you know, he really, uh, along with Dean Smith and the four corner offense, uh, innovated the 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 college game into where it was obvious that a shot clock had to be had to be made because when you had a guy like Phil Ford uh, with the basketball and he had just a lot of open space and you had the lead, the game was over and and Dean Smith knew that and so really they they together brought in the shot clock in very innovative. Um, but just his play, he averaged 18.6 and 6.1 assists for his career, and he shot 51.6% as a point guard, which is really good. Um, I could easily see where you'd have him one or two. But, yeah, he's my number three.
0: The uh, reason I have Phil Ford number two is because you listed all his accomplishments, which are, which are very great. But for me, like, he was Dean Smith's probably favorite player he coached. He was Dean Smith's. He ran that four-corner offense very well, like you said. Dean um, Spence is obviously not alive anymore, but if he were to be, and I think if we asked him, who was your favorite player that played for you, I think Phil so Ford would be a answer. He just, I feel like he's, you can, before Tyler came along, I think he, he was the best player to ever play for Carolina. But, obviously, as the jersey retired, he three-time All-American, three-time first-team All-American. so. He's all time leading assist leader, I, I believe. And just, I feel like he's one of the, the great to play for North Carolina. So, Drew, who is your uh, number one player? My number two is. My number
1: uh,
0: two. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs>
1: My number two is Tyler Hansbro. Um, and I love Tyler Hansbrough. It's hard, it's hard to, to rank these last two for me because. You know, Tyler Hensburg had such a great career. If you're just going on a career, he's number one. Um, I, I don't think there's a doubt on that. I mean, he did everything you possibly would want someone to do in a career. Um, so that's not really why I'm ranking him here. It's just that Michael Jordan was the best player at North Carolina, in my opinion. But career-wise, um, Tyler Hensburg was obviously we all know he's you know, All-American all four years. He was the National Player of the Year in 2008. Um, ACC all-time leading scorer, ACC Player of the Year, 2008, went to a Final Four, and then the next year came back and won it all. Really was just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, clearly the best player I ever got to watch in North Carolina. I, I don't know what to say. I kind of feel like I'm I'm having to make a reason not to put him number one, but <laughs> I I just I I have to go. You know, obviously MJ is my number one, um, but. I'll let you go with your number one and we'll come back to MJ for me.
0: Well so we had we ran a Twitter poll um a couple of days ago asking who was the greatest tar heel of all time. He got about sixty two, sixty three votes. Hans Rowe had fifty eight percent of the votes. Michael Jordan had thirty five percent and Phil Ford got seven percent. So I think you voted Jordan in that poll then. I did I did if vote Jordan one of those votes. I
1: did vote Jordan.
0: But uh, I guess uh, Part of your argument against Hansbro, if you uh, ask Andrew Resta, I'm sure you could beat Tyler (laughs) Hansbro (laughs) one-on-one. Shout out to Andrew (laughs) Resta. But, anyways, number one for me is obviously Tyler Hansbro. He's one of my favorite players of all time. A lot of people, he was not only the greatest player for North Carolina, I believe, but he's probably the most hated as well. Like if North Carolina had a Christian Leitner, it would be Tyler Hansbro. The people got sick of him because he dominated four years and it's just like he won't go away. <laughs> but he was there for four years. I think he's the most accomplished, but he was, also, he, was, he was obviously accomplished, but I think he's the most dominant too. Like he bullied everybody in paint. He would, he, I think he, 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 um, has the North Carolina record for most free throws. I think he has the NCAA record for most free throws too, or ACC.
1: No, it's NCAA, um, most free
0: throws. NCAA, okay. So, yeah, he obviously lives at the free throw line, which I guess helped people hate him. But uh, if I compare him to anybody, which is kind of a weird comparison, I compare him to Tim Tebow. Um, Tebow, you can make an argument, Tebow is probably the greatest college quarterback of all time. What do you call about Florida? Um, and Tebow, while he had a lot of people who loved him, a lot of people who didn't like him, a lot of people who hated him for a lot of reasons. Um, whatever, people, a lot of people just hate people on this aspect of religion, and a lot of people just don't like people who dominate the media. Like, all you hear about was Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. Um, but I like to compare Hansborough to him. Hansborough wasn't the most talented player. Not talented, I don't want to come that cross wrong, but like, his game didn't translate to the NBA. Like, Tim Tebow didn't transfer to the NFL, Hans- Hansborough didn't transfer to the NBA. They're both, you can make an argument, they're both the greatest college player for their sport. You can make that argument if you wanted to. I like to compare him to Tebow. Honestly, um, Jordan ended up being the greatest player and professionals out of North Carolina, but Hansby, I think, he's by far, to me, the best college player to ever play for North Carolina.
1: All right. Um, so my number one, obviously, is Michael Jordan, um, two-time national player of the year, uh, first team All-American twice, and obviously hit the shot, the biggest shot in North Carolina history. To win the national championship, um, I think people just forget how great he was in college. Um, you know, even at the time, it was it was ridiculous to to take Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. I don't care, you know. He, Michael Jordan was clearly, you know, obviously Hakeem. I can I can deal with that going before Jordan, but Jordan should have been one, two or three or one, probably one, obviously. But just people forget how great he was at North Carolina. He was so dominant. Especially his the 1984 season, which is another forgotten team in North Carolina history that was so great was undefeated in the ACC, and Kenny Smith got injured before we eventually lost to uh, Indiana in the tournament, but could have won a national championship there. Um, for me, I'm just going with Jordan because, you know, if I have to pick, if I have to pick a team. And I get them in the North Carolina days. I'm taking 1984 Michael Jordan slightly over 2009 Tyler Hansborough. But, I mean, I, I do think that's a good uh, good battle there.
0: Well, the thing about Hansborough is, like, you can even argue his senior year probably wasn't even his best year. Like, he was consistent over his four years. I I mean, I, I, can't, I don't have stats in front of me, but after watching him play all four years, I feel like his sophomore and junior year were his best years. But yeah, we had one yeah. down there. I think, I think it might have been his sophomore year he was a little bit down.
1: Yeah, but was- I would actually agree with that because I felt like in the 2009 National Championship season, I felt like Ty Lawson was probably a little bit bigger of a piece in winning that title. Um, and that's I'm not trying to take anything away from Tyler Hansberry. He was huge in that. But I really felt like uh, Lawson was the the engine on that team.
0: Well, Han- well Ty Lawson was kind of like Joel Berry this year, like – Lawson had an to enter toe. To start the NCAA tournament, and, and mm-hmm. he didn't play the he didn't play the first game. I believe he played some because he played LSU in the second round of that 2009 title run. Yeah. And they gave us a fight.
1: What, um, from what I remember, Lawson was they were going to try not to play against LSU, but then it was it was obviously going to be close, and he played. And then we actually ended up winning that that LSU game by 10, even though it was a close game throughout. And then obviously we stomped through the rest of the the tournament.
0: But it was like that Arkansas game this year. Like, um, Carolina, Arkansas was winning most of that second half. But you look at the final score, I believe Carolina won 72-65. They won by seven points. But it ended the game on 12-hour run. So to kind of make the game, made the final score look like it was a little bit more of a blowout. Not blowout, but they won a little bit more easy than, they, than the score looks. But that wasn't the case. Arkansas should have won that game. They didn't close out the game as well as they should have. They had a lot of bad shots. We were there. We saw it. They had that air ball. was like a minute yep. left, and Barry probably. Barry probably should have been called for a charge, but he wasn't, and Ooh. he pitched it in. But I'm not gonna. That's a conversation for another day. But, <laughs> um, but anyways, the final four, the 2009 and 2017 championship teams had a lot in common. So I believe like that. You can yeah, I believe your argument of saying Ty Lawson was more important to that 019 to Hanbro is a valid point
1: yeah yeah I would agree thank you but
0: <laughs> also your uh, another case for Michael Jordan being the greatest player is not only we can sit here all day and talk about how great Michael Jordan was and not only in college but in the NBA. but what he does <laughs> off for, what he does off the court for North Carolina is you can't it speaks for itself like the Jordan brand. How he, because he's the most popular basketball player ever, obviously, and he can help recruit players in North Carolina. Like, the Jordan Brand, as you saw on senior night against Duke at halftime, they had the uh, Jordan Brand announcement that to sponsored a football team. And that's when he gave the famous, the ceiling is the roof speech. <laughs> um, so what he does off the court for North Carolina just is amazing. And I feel like that also can be a part of the argument for him being Number one. Yeah, I
1: like that. Um, we're not. No one's. He's the only person that anyone would be excited to wear their shoes on that list. Um, they're not. They're not out there trying to rock the the Hansborough fours.
0: You know, hey, they're out there for Jordan, if they existed. <laughs> hey, I'd wear Hansboroughs, but I, I
1: don't think the mass the mass uh, population wants that.
0: I wish he would have Hansborough would have played in the NBA. It would have been a lot more. It would have been cool. To see him because he he had a good rookie year. He, gets, he played with the Pacers and they were in the playoffs against the Bulls that year. That was year uh, Derek Rose was MVP, or, or <clears> the year or the year um, before he was MVP. But regardless, Chicago was number one seed that year. And Hansard, uh, he he didn't start for Indiana, but I think they were in foul trouble. The game went over time. I think he had like twenty <coughs> points, twenty points and ten rebounds that game. Like it was an NBA playoff game, and Hansbrough was. Doing really well. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, Hensbert didn't have a bad career. I mean, he he was in the NBA for close to ten years. I mean, or not close to ten years, but a good six, seven years. I just think yeah, like that Lof- style Lof- of Lof- play Lof- is Lof-
0: kind of gone. Like law players, like yeah. the average career span is like two or three years. I mean, people don't realize how short the career span is, but law players just don't last that long.
1: Yeah. And the NBA has just kind of gone away from what Tyler Hansbrough did. So
0: just the the whole league style of play is just not it's just not fit for Tyler Hansbrough. So, which which made me kind of surprised that Kennedy Meeks got a contract because he's not really a typical NBA player in today's NBA. Well, he signed with the Raptors. He'd probably be in the D League or G League now. It's called the G League probably <laughs> most of the time. But regardless, he's got a contract. So I mean, he did something right.
1: Yep, I'm happy for him. I mean, you know, they say rebounding uh, translates to the NBA, so hopefully he can just gobble up a bunch of rebounds and try to make his
0: make his way. Or The thing about hand Jarvis is that, like, people call him a bust, but for where he was picked in draft, he was picked in the lottery. He was picked 13th overall by Indiana. Um, mm-hmm. For being a lottery pick, yeah, he was probably a bust, but, you know, he lasted in the league for a while, so he did – he did well. But he's got it. He's not poor to say the least. He got a lot of money from the NBA contract, so I think he's living okay right now. Yep.
1: He should be too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, that's gonna do it for today. Um, let us know what you think of our list on the uh, on our Twitter page, and we'll get back to you. And I'll probably get made fun of for having not the third overall, but we'll see how it goes. Hey, I, I, I respect the decision. You know, I like it. All right, well, stay stay alert for our next episode. We'll probably have that out next week. I think we're going to rank the top five greatest teams of all time at North Carolina, so that'll be fun.
1: I'm excited.
0: Yep. All right, that's it. See you guys
1: later.